0: Hi, I'm Sarah Fry. Welcome to PatentPod. Pennsylvania has a program called Short-Term Loan, or STL, that enables LEAs to borrow devices from patent to assess the assistive technology needs of students with disabilities. Today, I'm excited to learn more about Short-Term Loan from today's guests, Beth Christopher, Guy Gerhardt, and Mike Onifree. Welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Beth, you are the lead of Short-Term Loan. Can you tell us a little bit about who the the program serves?
1: Yes, so we have a very, we are very fortunate in Pennsylvania to have this unique system for several decades that we can loan assistive technology tools to IEP teams throughout the state at no charge to the school district, the families or anybody else, including shipping charges. And um, we are available to loan to anybody who needs in the assessment of AT tools. So best practices and assistive technology indicates that we need to try before we buy. We definitely need to data collect and feature match to look if the tool is gonna match the needs of the child with disabilities in accessing FAPE and making progress on their IEP goals. And so short term loan is available for school teams to be able to loan devices that they may not have in their districts to do that data collection and that trial basis um, so that they can make the best feature match and avoid device abandonment for students in Pennsylvania.
0: So we have this concept of try before you buy, especially with devices or tools that may not be readily available in a typical classroom. Greg, could you fill us in a little bit more on that? What types of devices are in the short-term loan program?
2: Sure, yeah. We are very fortunate in Pennsylvania to have a large selection of assistive technology tools and devices. So these can be from refreshable braille displays, electronic magnifiers, tablets that are specific towards a certain skill, or even maybe high-tech augmentative communication devices. So we're just very fortunate to have a large selection. Now, some devices may be similar, but each device itself is uniquely different, so it's important that when someone's requesting one of our devices is that they're looking at the unique features for each device and determining if that's a good fit for their student in testing and data collection. Um, We also do update our inventory on our website, the patent website, regularly, and we are constantly adding new uh, short-term loan items into that inventory so it's always important to check and see what the latest and greatest AT devices and tools are being added into into circulation
0: so I think uh, my understanding of assistive technology is that it really does range from very uh, like low-tech everyday devices used in a specific way to some very specialized resources and I think in previous conversations and I, I've even gotten a sneak peek into the library Some of us may have never seen some of these materials, and Greg, you've um, in previous conversations talked about the access. This isn't maybe where I would find devices that I could pick up in my local store, is that correct?
2: You're absolutely right, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because we're gonna stock some of the most high tech, expensive, hard to come by technology because those are the ones that we often get requests for due to having difficulty due to whether that's just funding, money, and our teams really want the opportunity to have that time to get hands-on with them. So our short-term loan for the six weeks that they're loaned out, that's the perfect opportunity to trial a device and determine, is this a good fit? Is this something that is worth purchasing? And it just helps our educational teams in making those decisions.
0: Thanks. So hearing from you and Beth, this idea of some devices that I might not be able to get on my own, um, even if I wanted to, I just can't go click on the the internet and find through my typical shopping streams. And then this idea of keeping it for a, a good chunk of time and and having that opportunity to try it out with a student, um, collect some data, mm-hmm. make an informed decision. Whether it's yes, this does does meet that need or mm, let's try again and, and go back into the drawing table, and, and right? And just to
2: jump into, yeah, uh, technology and our classrooms are changing so quickly. So we're constantly in a position, uh, as, as the team here of Short-Term Loan, to thinking about what is coming ahead and trying to make sure we're adding and constantly meeting the needs of what our classrooms are requesting and our mm-hmm. teams are looking for. So it's constantly this, ever-changing what's the newest latest and greatest so what might have been added five years ago um, might not be available um, in the future just due to being discontinued so uh, we do try to replace and add very frequently
1: and if i can add to that sarah um, one of the things you'll find in our short-term loan because we do try to keep up on it however we don't have every tool a child might need Um, Looking at the features, you can do a really nice, robust feature match as an IEP team with a tool that maybe you'll purchase a different tool, but the older tool still has those features, particularly in augmentative and alternative communication. We may not have the brand new device that you'll be purchasing, but all the features on that older device so that we can get out to our wide audience as many tools as possible. We'll give you that data that is needed as well.
2: And one teacher reached out to me before and said something in one of our devices that didn't work for their student, and that at least helped with making an informed decision when they speak to a manufacturer or a vendor when they're looking at buying. They could say, we tried this device, and it didn't work. We didn't like this feature in this device, and they were able to customize or find a different device that worked better for that student. So that is a goal. Uh, We we think that would be a huge help to teams so that way they're using money uh, for the best interests of that student so they can access education and be a part of the education, be included in the general education curriculum as much as possible.
0: Yeah, and I think it goes back to the point that, you know, even though we're talking about this program full of high-tech devices, it's never about the device, mm-hmm. right? It's about the student's needs. And so sometimes the success might be in recognizing what doesn't work about a device that True. they borrowed from the program, right? So I, I love hearing about this, um, and I think we, we've got one more person that needs to kind of, kind of be a part of this conversation because, Mike, you are... You've been a part of this process for how long?
1: I've been with Patton for just over 30 years.
0: Wow. First, congratulations and thank thank you. You You really have seen hundreds if not thousands of of, of borrowing processes through the program. Um, I'm just curious, given your experience, and and then I'll, I'll pitch it to the others, what uh, kind of lessons that you've learned about the process to make it seamless for everyone around, and what tips you might have for LEAs, um, whether it's their first time borrowing or they're a repeat user and customer of the program.
1: I think some of the important things to keep the loan program running seamless is when the equipment is returned, the person borrowing it should inventory it and make sure that all the items are in the kit before they return it to me. that way I don't have to go back after them and ask them to send back the charger or send back mm-hmm. whatever was missing.
0: Craig, Beth, what other tips or strategies could you uh, offer up to our audience about okay. making the process seamless and a success?
2: Yeah, so due dates and timelines are crucial uh, yes. because when we are trying to make sure that a device is cleaned and wiped, and Mike talked about wait lists, we wanna make sure that the due dates are being adhered to. So um, if you have questions about it, Mike is a wonderful person to reach out to um, because he can see if there's another student that's on a wait list and if we can extend it potentially. But um, a lot of our devices are very in high demand, so getting them ahead of the due dates is a huge help to to us in short-term loan.
0: Right, because again, we're not talking about like a regular library where there may be 50 copies of a best-selling novel. might be a very highly specialized device and a student is waiting and they really do need to try it out to see what could what what might help them and
2: just to ensure that a student gets the opportunity to get the trial it from across the state it relies heavily on people adhering to those due dates so if if that gets held up unfortunately, that gets held up for everyone who is looking to get that device unfortunately um, we try to have multiple devices but some are so unique and so so different that we might only have one of them so if that device gets held up broken or needs to be sent away for maintenance or repair it can be a big delay uh, in getting that device unfortunately so um, adhering to those due dates is a huge huge thing that would be a huge help for us
0: beth so we've heard about just making sure that everything is um, back in back in the package, um, ready to, to get back, and it is returned on time. Right? <laughs> Any other tips uh, for for a successful uh, loan process?
1: Absolutely. So sometimes teams can feel a little discouraged if there's a little bit of a wait list, um, but there is a lot you can do to get ready for your trial during that wait list. So we do encourage. Folks, as soon as they know they want to try something, get your name on the list. Um, we don't want to scare you to think there's huge wait lists, but a little bit of wait when it's your student feels long, right? It doesn't matter if it's a week. When it's your kid, it feels long. So the couple of things you can do as an IEP team while you're waiting or before you loan a device is to meet and figure out what data you're looking for. So what data are we going to collect across the multiple trials, which is what we encourage with our, especially in Augmented Communication is what I could speak of. Um, We encourage multiple loans to see what works best. So get together and talk about what data are we collecting, how are we going to do it, in what environments, and then prepare the student for that trial. Any pre-skills or sub-skills that the student may need in order to be successful at the trials, so that you can kind of figure out what data points you're looking at you can use that wait time or that little bit of shipping time to get ready for that we also encourage teams to train themselves on the devices and there's wonderful resources resources out there to kind of familiarize yourself with the devices you're trialing so that As soon as it comes to your mailroom in your school district, you can get it out to the student and really start using it. And the last thing we encourage teams is, if you're sitting here listening and you're going, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to start with data tools or where I find training or what subskills does this child need, we have supports in Pennsylvania beyond STL that ATTACs across the state are there for you. And we encourage reach out to an AT tech, if you need one, um, or another expert in your circle of influence to talk to you about what you need and where to go from there. And finally, we at Patton are available to support as well. If you're looking at the website going, I don't know the difference between these tools, you can reach out to us and we can connect you either to a colleague or to ourselves to help you through that process. So those are things that they can be prepared because, like you said, it's not just the device; it is the system of support around the device that gets good data collection tools.
0: It's so it's so great to hear you say that because, um, you know, and if I kind of relate this to shopping or checking something out of a regular library, this is truly a unique program not just because of the unique devices and trying to feature match or support a student who has unique needs, even the process itself is very unique, right? It's, it's very personalized to the IEP team and the mm-hmm. LEA um, and personalized to what that experience should look like as they try that with that student. So it's, um, it's great to hear you reference some of the other individuals or teams of folks who are available to support along that process and it's not just a, a click and ship and see what you get when, when mm-hmm. it arrives, right? You've got support beforehand from your TAC and your um, within the IEP team and our patent consultants and initiatives. And then throughout the actual borrowing process, you've got such great support from Mike and his mm-hmm. years of experience. And turning that back around, um, just knowing that if it, uh, if it fits the needs and you're ready to, to move on into a purchase or maybe you have some other questions or need to to look elsewhere that you can come back into those communications with you all and the patent mm-hmm. team and the TAC to, to try something else.
2: One, one suggestion, uh, just to kind of follow up with what Beth was sharing a little bit, was that I think it would be nice to include all educational team members, and that's mm-hmm. the students, the families, the administrators, the regular ed teachers, the special ed teachers, whoever's part of that educational team, should be included in a part of the short-term loan process. Uh, we think it's a collaborative team process and that it is important that everyone knows uh, what's what's in the works. Um, so, uh, one example is that when a short-term loan kit comes in, students have that opportunity to open it, to learn about what the short-term loan is, learn that it is only here for six weeks. It just gives them a better understanding of why it's here, the purpose, and that we're just trying to collect data to see if this would be a good device. So some of, some of that communication, I think, is really important and it's good practice to ultimately involve all educational mm-hmm. team members.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for, for reminding us all about that. I know, Beth, you mentioned that at the beginning of our conversation about, um, you know, some of these kids do need to go home and they need to be um, practiced with or tested out within different environments with wherever that student might need this device, um, with their family members or um, outside of just the regular classroom setting. So thank you for sharing that, Greg. Um, It has been an an absolute honor and pleasure, um, but I I wanna make sure that as folks are hearing our conversation and they're like, oh, I did not know that this this, this is available to us you mentioned the website, any other tips or where where might we find information and who could get this process started?
2: So we're always on the patent website, so I always like to push people there first only because that is going to be your most up-to-date information. <laughs> uh, we also have filters within, within our current search so you can see the latest assistive technology tools and devices that have been added, which I find very helpful just to kind of stay in the loop of what has or hasn't been added. So that is available to anyone um, at the current time. And just to continue to keep checking back and looking to see what we have. Um, We do encourage that the educational team members closely working with the student are the ones who are um, submitting the request in for these devices because there is some support with specialized AT that needs to be in place. So we do hope that if it's for an electronic magnifier, for example, maybe that's the teacher for the visually impaired who will be supporting that instruction in the electronic magnifier and and so on uh, with the high-tech augmentative communication devices, making sure uh, the speech and language pathologist is making the request for that equipment. So because they will be supporting that AT the most. So hopefully that makes sense and how Uh, those requests kind of start but ultimately the whole team's included in that process still it's just uh, We like those who are being Supporting the tech are the ones who are kind of leading the charge uh, In requesting it and putting all the right information into our forms
1: And if I can double on that It's kind of like when you take CPR training and I don't know if everyone's done that and you have to say you call 911 we strongly suggest that the IEP team or the educational team that came together for that AT consideration look at one person and say, you put in the STL request. So we don't get multiples and it doesn't get dropped. And then we have that contact in the building. And then when you're writing the plan for data collection in the trial, that person is responsible for contacting their shipping department to see if it came. Um, et cetera, all the kind of things that fall apart, but that idea that we we're gonna look at the SLP and say you're gonna loan it, or look at the teacher, perhaps the teacher has more opportunity to get the device, um, so that a person's identified um, clearly.
0: Okay, so again, we know that it is a, a bit of a complex process, but it's been mastered <laughs> over 30 years, um, and it, it does involve lots of people, but having a point of contact does make the process go a lot. Uh, a lot maybe more seamlessly as, we, as we've been using that word. Um, again, I, I am so grateful for this opportunity and I do wanna remind our audience members to visit the PATTON website linked in our show notes to, uh, to access the short-term loan library and browse what's new, what's available um, so that you can have those informed conversations. I, of course, wanna um, thank our guests today, Mike, Greg, and Beth. I do want to give a shout out to our producer, John Ragsdale, and to our audience members. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you will watch or listen another Patent Pod episode very
1: soon. Thanks again.